You're listening to DraftKings Network. In the first segment, we talk about so much. We talk about the two derbies that happened over in England. North London derby, that worked out for me. The Merseyside derby, we're all, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. We also talked about how awesome it is that they hired a French DJ to host the Women's Ballon d'Or <laughs> segment. Nothing could have gone I mean, wrong. No, it's perfect. Everybody should know how to twerk. What a dumbass. He's an idiot. We talk about that. We also talk about the biggest kept secret in the history of sports. I can't believe this. Greg Berhalter is the coach. Um, we talk about it. I am. I, I have just collapsed in the yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to, to let you know about the second segment. In the second segment, we are joined by John Strong and Stu Holden, who will be calling the MLS Cup final this weekend, Saturday, 8 p.m. on Fox Television. So, so uh, all this and more today on the Cooligans! Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Right. <laughs> Almost died. The energy is here. Yeah, my voice isn't, but my energy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's uh, here. Lexus is back from LA. The MLS Cup finals coming up this weekend. We're go ready. to LA. I land. I go to Atlanta. I'm going to come back and land. This is a lot, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're just, uh, just traveling everywhere. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello. Welcome this is it. to the Cooligans. Uh, we are your favorite stand up comedians at the top of Madison Square Garden right here at the Hackensack Meridian Health Stage 17. Whether we like it or not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here. Uh, we are. We, uh, we happen to be the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. Well, I mean, you know, we've, we've worked diligently at being it. So we wouldn't just happen to be it. <laughs> That's right. And but if you happen to, this is the first time you're listening. One, you're like, whoa, are they above Madison Square Garden? Yeah, we are. <laughs> and two, are they the funniest soccer podcast? You're damn right we are. But that's not the only thing. Also, when you listen to podcasts, why you ask so many damn questions? I know, right? <laughs> damn. Can you even hear us over the internal monologue you got going on in your brain? And if you didn't know, you better know. You do now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not just the funniest soccer podcast. We're the damn gulliest soccer podcast. That is right. Sprat. 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 <laughs> okay, there's going to be a lot of that this cat, episode. Cat, dog, dog. We're just pointing at stuff. That's all that is, baby. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Shout out immediately to uh, a couple. We got a couple scarves repping uh, on the table yeah, here man. today. We got Terminus Legion. Uh, Atlanta's uh, one of the one of the Atlanta supporters group. Are they the official? Are they one no, of the? No, there's three. I uh, three. I think official ones, and to my knowledge, is Terminus Legion, Woody Mob, and, and Resurgence. Yeah. yeah, those three. I think I could be leaving somebody out. Don't get offended. Atlanta United. They all fans. sound like startups except Footy Mob. <laughs> <laughs> Footy Mob could be an app. I don't know. Yeah, Footy Mob could be an app. Hey, you know what? I'm telling you, it's like a group of people who want to play soccer. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, and also, shout out to Timbers Army. We got a scarf here repping. So the two, the two uh, representatives uh, of uh, of this year's. Major League Soccer Cup. That's right. And you should know whenever we bring up TNA on this podcast, we mean Timbers Army. We're not <laughs> disrespectful. You know what I mean? Sure. They, you don't have you don't say it's not Timbers and Army. So. <laughs> well, I mean I needed the joke to work. So I <laughs> I meant the letters T and A. Okay. There yeah. you go. See, it worked out kinda in kinda, the end. Uh, so. Right now the person who was asking all those questions is thinking, are they the funniest? <laughs> 
They might be the most confused soccer podcast. Oh, that we certainly are. I think without a fact, we don't bring any facts. So look, we got we come here without a fact. (laughs) So we have uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, this episode because there's a lot to look forward to. Obviously, this weekend we have we don't even know exactly uh, what the agenda is necessarily, but we will be. Uh, putting that out. Maybe we'll send an email, maybe put it out on Twitter as well when we arrive in Atlanta. Because, I mean, we, we do expect the red carpet treatment. Well, like the Beatles landing <laughs> in that Pan Am flight. Okay, I want a bunch of like, tweens yeah. screaming yeah. at the airport. And I don't it, care if you have to pay them. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll start up like some, whatever the Trump Republican conspiracy of like hiring crowds or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's right. We'll call George Soros. We'll call George Soros. He so. knows how to put a crowd together. <laughs> Hit that join up on Craigslist. <laughs> All right. We, so we would we would appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, when we arrive in Atlanta. So uh so we there's a lot to look forward to uh, uh over there. Now you wanna you know what I'm looking forward to? What? Did you hear this? Terminus Legion. Well, not Terminus Legion. Uh Terminus the, and Legion. Terminus TNL. and Legion. TNL. You know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Uh I was gonna say it and I didn't. Uh, the uh the Atlanta supporters have invited Timbers Army to uh, co, I guess, uh, tailgate with them at the Gulch. Okay, this yeah. is going to be a unified tailgate, and may we start by saying, "Bravo, guys! Absolutely amazing! Or this th- is what American soccer is about." Or this can be one of those, you know, Trojan horse situations. It could be <laughs> a little bit of a trap. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone from Timber's Army is going to be a little too high off the edibles they brought to the plane <laughs> with them to realize it. I just sneak them through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they look like gummy bears, man. <laughs> Uh, so that is going to be cool. I'm, and we will make sure to spend some time uh, out in the gulch. They, yeah. I, I think it's like a, it's, it might be a 12 hour tailgate. It could be. Well, it's supposed to rain. Like that's going to stop anybody. This is people are going to be soaked. <laughs> people are going to be soaked at this game. Um, so look, with, uh, a lot to discuss. And There's so much. So much. But let's, um, let's start in, in that like uh, cool against tradition that I think I started this year of uh I'll read the reviews. Read, read some reviews. We get some great reviews. Thank you so much to the people who do leave reviews. Uh, we're we're on the, that quest for four hundred, and uh, we're at three fifteen. So feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It, it it it's incredibly helpful and helps more people hear about the show. And also, it lets people know what the show is about. And also, not our reviews in particular. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> our reviews <laughs> seem to pick sides on the straw gate, you know, things like that. But that's what we want. Yeah, and there's also. Uh, I feel like there's a little bit of like, there's we have to make a, a stronger effort, especially as the as the season is winding down to get more people. Because what tends to happen is once the season is uh, over for like in, in the playoffs for certain teams, some people are like, oh, well, I'll wait till 2019 to start listening to the Cooligans again. What? And no. that's not you, that's this isn't no standard soccer podcast. Is this what you do to your family? What, really? You're going to insult us that yeah, way? Yeah. After your wife's birthday, you're like, well, I did that. I'm good for a couple months. You might you as take well, the day off. You might as well spit on our TNA and TNL scars. <laughs> Come over here and spit right on my TNA. I dare you. In fact, someone requested. Okay. I know some people are into that. Uh, yeah, but it's, that's what they're. I'm not judging them. Maybe you shouldn't either. But also it can also come off as disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is why the, the reviews are important to get get keep, keep people hype about uh, about the show. So, here's a a, a review that uh, I mean this again. We mentioned this last week. There's two. They're they're becoming more and more difficult uh, to pick from. 
But uh, do you have one that you want to read first? I can't pull it up on my phone. Okay, cool. And I brought the other thing we're going to use today, so I couldn't bring my laptop. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll, I'll read this one. This was our most recent one, but it, it did make me laugh a lot. And I look, these jokes, for at least for me, they never get old. So here it goes. Uh, it goes, the, the subject says, the Cooligans are in... Integral or integral, uh, who knows, <laughs> part of my morning commute. Uh, and this is by All Star Burrito. Okay. Very nice. All right. Like, Which we know you don't know how to eat one. Uh, we know that? Yes. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> infinite you, proof you on this podcast. That. I mean, there, all there is is uh, conjecture and speculation. <laughs> there's nothing real. Do not make me Google conjecture. Okay. <laughs> so. The uh, so it goes, uh, have fun reading that one out loud, Alexis. Uh, <laughs> integral, integral, or, integral. <laughs> so all jokes aside, I'm so glad I started listening to this podcast. Not only does it crack me, crack me up every episode, uh, but it's made my passion for soccer, specifically MLS, grow exponentially. All right, that's a very sweet thing to say. And he goes, Thank you for saving me from listening to those hacks and blazers ever again. <laughs> <laughs> out of the park thank you that's that's uh that is the way to our hearts yeah uh, you know how to get there uh so you, you did you find one yet or no i like this one uh this is uh from uh november uh wait hold on this is from november 16th i'm not sure if we read this one uh if it is we're not gonna edit it out we're just gonna keep it right in here which one uh it's by speedy 18 no we did not read this we did not read this, this is i'm very happy about Popote, that's the title. <laughs> Five stars. Popote. And then he, say, he goes on, or she goes on to say, I only got one thing to say. Popote. <laughs> if anyone reading this review wants to know what the hell I'm talking about, listen to these guys. You won't regret it. P.S. Oh, yeah. They also talk about football. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Brown thumbs up, brown thumbs up emoji. Three soccer ball emojis. I mean, that's Thank exactly you. right. That's I mean, literally who we are and what we do. It is uh, Latino excellence, right yeah. there. That that review. Thank you so much, uh, Speedy AT. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess who that is. I think I know who that might be, and I'm gonna guess this Lalo, uh, NYCFC fan of Third Rail. Uh, do you 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 met Lalo? Yeah, of course, yeah, I yeah. met Lalo. Uh, yeah, he's the guy that says straw. Because I think I feel like I've seen. I think his <laughs> Twitter name might, says Speedy in it, and mm. I'm just putting two and two together. And yeah, like that's right. I'm also a soccer detective. Like we're not just the gulliest. We're also <laughs> the most comb through evidence <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, let me go through my files because uh, I got. Meanwhile, put... we can't figure out stuff that's right in front of us. <laughs> but this, you're figuring out who's leaving reviews. That's right. I got. I, I got a whole dossier <laughs> on yeah. every every person who follows us on Hell Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so I much. I got a whole dos effects <laughs> on everyone else. All right, definitely. There's probably eighty percent of the audience that does not know what you're talking Six about. Six people are like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Uh, Help okay. me learn English. Thank you. That's the fact. Okay. Well, now we get. Now we understand why. <laughs> why, I, I can't, why I can't do it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> why me no speaks right. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get to uh, let's get to some soccer. Let's we, do it. And there's uh we have to start with the the, the biggest news, obviously, in U.S. soccer. Uh, the United States of America men's national team has finally, finally, they've made a, they've made a decision. They've made a decision. It took longer than my wife deciding where to eat. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, okay. this is going to shock everyone. <laughs> Bug your seatbelts. No one heard this name before. <laughs> Greg Berhalter has been chosen yes. to lead the men's national team only through the end of the 22, uh, 2022 I would say, World I Cup. I think your wife can choose the, the coach. Sooner than sooner than that, sooner than, <laughs> she's like, I don't know, whoever you want to coach. <laughs> and then I was like, All right, how about Tata Martino? No, not that one. <laughs> I'm not in the mood for Argentina uh, right now. Oh, God, another asado. <laughs> I don't even like Monte. 
Okay. All right. Okay. So, How about Scoletto? No, God, I told you. None of that. How about Osorio? Mexican again. Well, not. You said anywhere. How about, how about somebody whose name doesn't start in O? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah, I got to go find. So Greg Berhalter officially announced, and uh, as we're recording this, uh, I think the, the press conference, I was just watching it a couple hours ago. Uh, he was officially announced in New York. So Greg, Greg Berhalter is maybe blocks away from us. I in don't know. town. I don't know where he is, but I'm on the lookout. I mean, if you could figure out who's leaving reviews, <laughs> you could find this man. I'm going to find Berhalter, <laughs> all right? And we'll, I, we'll, I'll find him faster than it took Ernie Stewart to find yeah, him and give him the damn job. Imagine for 13 months and 28 days later you find him, <laughs> and we're like, still? Still? Faster? Right? I'm, all right, hire me as the GM because I provide results. Yes. <laughs> we find the guy. We know He might not be the right guy, but we find the guy. So, Greg, bro, all right, it's official. We're here. By the way, did you so there's all these reports now coming out, more information is coming out. It looks like the only reason they they presented it now is because it was starting to leak to the press. What leak? were they going to wait for? Uh, leak? What leak? I mean, well, you know, people were like soon this week, next week, blah blah blah. Soon a decision will be made to, to you know, call Greg Berhalter. What were they waiting for? Why know. did it what? People have been talking so about this for months. I was pro- watching the press conference, and uh, and we were asking that question all the time because, like, we were like, you especially, Ernie Stewart, what are you doing? What I'm- is Ernie Stewart doing? <laughs> the relentless tweets. Uh, no one answered. No one. A- but that's the thing. So based on the press conference and him saying, like, kind of explaining what the search process was, I was just surprised there was a search process at all, right? Because none of this was made public. I don't understand what was. What was the benefit of hiding it from everyone? There's, I, you know, it, I think it makes sense to be like, keep it in house, don't blah, blah, blah. But you're right. There's no benefit to not letting people know, hey, we're interviewing some folks. Here's my process. I'm, we're going to interview. We're going to take deep consideration of all, of all, blah, blah. They said something like 300 names were considered. No, what? I don't think it was. I, I remember, I think it was 33. Was Did I just throw a zero three? on that? <laughs> like, what? You, you mean Patrick Ewing was it? <laughs> or Bob Madison Square Garden? I mean, it was, it was only soccer coaches, not of other sports. Yeah. Alexis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you got Pat Riley out here. <laughs> so, Tyron Lue ain't got no job. Let's get him. So, uh, yeah. 30, even if it's 30. Yes. Half the people that was leaked earlier that said they were part of the consideration said they weren't interviewed. So, so how were they considered? So, th- uh, yeah. So that's what it was. Uh, Ernie was vague about what the process was. They wrote their name on the wall. Well, he did say uh, a couple of things. He said was that there there was a, a couple necessary requirements for the, for the men's national team head coach. No right? speaking English. Well, he didn't. That's the thing. He didn't say what the requirements were. Of course not. But we have to like sort of piece it together. So what you're saying is American soccer is now heading into another era of even less transparency. I don't know about that. I mean, he did say something. Uh, Let's look at the evidence. (laughs) Do (laughs) you know anything? He wasn't just silent up there. He wasn't like, (laughs) like, no comment, no comment. What do you? (laughs) He just stares at the camera. What's what? uh, What's the style of uh, of you know the U.S. Men's National Team? No, no comment. Stop it. Get this guy out of here. You're rude. You know that. (laughs) You're real rude. What's that, Jim Acosta? Get him out of here. You're banned. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Someone's like, you look great in this. You're right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Not banned. Move up to the front. (laughs) How dare you disrespect the press secretary? That way. Oh, we're gonna get another question from the failing athlete. Huh, Mr. Tenorio? Yes, uh, look, Tenorio asked a good question. So did Alexi Law. There were a couple of people kind of putting Berhalter and Ernie Stewart's feet to the fire and being like, yo, what? Like, Alexi Law even was specific. Like, what is the style you're going to play? And don't give me some 
sports talk, whatever. Yeah. Be like, talk, can you go in complete detail of what you want from the team and how you want the team to play? And at least Greg Berhalter did some of that. And that was... What did he say? Because I didn't see this. Uh, he's, he was specific. I, I, I'm like trying to remember. He, he kind of suggested that the team will be more attacking, will, will play basically like Columbus does and, and have a, he said, low to mid block, which I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, I said that when the defense comes out, they're going to load them. They're going to do a cover two. I think they're going to hand check or (laughs) a lot of cover two. Play zone. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's important. You don't want your safeties going out too far. He said something about field goals. And I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm optimistic. Hey, I'll take any three points we can get. You listen to total soccer show for all that stuff. I I don't know. Why you coming here for that? Why didn't even ask you? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was very irresponsible of you to even ask me. Uh, But he did, he did sound like he knew what he was talking about. Which is all we care about. Really? Which is all we need. Just sound like it. Because <laughs> we haven't had that for 14 months. We, I love Sarakin, but he hasn't really been able to give us much of an answer because we knew he wasn't the guy. He did. Uh, there were a couple of weird things I noticed during the press conference. Uh, there was a lot of gratitude towards Anthony Precourt, with, which just felt strange. Er, there were, Ernie Stewart said thank you to Anthony Precourt because I think it was it was one of those because they allowed him because they allowed him interview. to interview and things like which that. Which might have cost him but the it playoffs. Just, the sentence "thank you, Anthony Precourt" just uh, is oh, oh makes, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just unsettling, God. right? And um, they, yeah, that and uh, there was something else that, that was weird, uh, but I don't remember. But it was, it, in general, it was a, uh, I, it didn't leave me being like, I right, we're good. We now nah, go cup. We win in this. You don't walk away with a lot of confidence in these things. Nah, it's just, I hope, uh, look, I'm not a uh, pessimist. I think, I think Greg Berhalter, for one, is a good coach. And I think, yeah. and I think he will do fine. Uh, but there clearly is a, and, and, we, and we didn't get to talk about this. Uh, I, I forgot when this interview was, but Mark Michael Parkhurst was on uh, MLS Rewind with Taylor Twelman, and he they when they asked him about the men's national team, this was before the Berhalter hire. He did say that that like motivation and morale is down with the men's national team, where some 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 of the players, according to Parkhurst have suggested that when they do get the a call up, they're like, oh, I got to I got to go. I'm going to be away for two weeks and I got to go. I'll I think get- a big part of that and I'm, I don't want to I'm not reading into it. I'm not going to say that I know for a fact. I think a big part of that is the fact that it had no real direction before. Exactly. So I think that's I don't I think people are reading into it too much. I think people are saying like, oh, no, that men's national team isn't even important. There's been no direction. I think the first thing Greg Halter needs to do. Greg, Hul- Greg Halter? Greg Berhalter. <laughs> no, nah, Greg Halter is like, it sounds like a celebrity marriage. No, that's his assistant. And you people don't know that. And yeah, I hear disrespecting me. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Halter. It's the new Brangelina, yeah. the Greg Halter. <laughs> I think Greg Berhalter needs to do is pick up the phone and just start calling all the Mexican-American players from ages eight and up. Somebody did ask that question. Hola, como estamos? <laughs> you so know? I did, so that was the thing. <laughs> so that was the thing that surprised me. Uh, Berhalter did say that he he has a, a a fair command of the Spanish language, and I think from listening. Que to- bueno, gracias I think you know. I think from listening to the show, he's clearly learned a couple of things. But the uh, there, there is a little. Somebody did ask that question, and that was something he was fairly confident with that he can. Uh, the first thing he said, he's, he said he's going to call all the uh, domestic players uh, and 
yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be at MLS Cup, so maybe we'll Ooh. get get to press him a little bit, right? Get get to high press him a little well, bit. Hold on, we're gonna press him like streets. Yes, yeah, so we gonna show up. <laughs> yeah. You coming out the bathroom? Like, yo, my god, we need to yo. talk right quick. Yo, walk back in there. What's what's good? <laughs> Hit that third stall right quick. <laughs> <laughs> we got we look, we just want to make sure that the men's national team is in good hands. We just gotta put this out there, you know what I mean? We just we need to make sure you understand what we want. <laughs> Who are us? Okay. Don't even ask. <laughs> Who are us? Yeah. Well, we streets, you know what I mean? We can't say it properly. Who are we? I'm not, we're not yeah. gonna have a meeting, shake hands. That's not how you press somebody. So uh yes, so I, I think I I yeah, so I think he did he say that he's going to call the players and then the next thing he's going to go to Europe to to meet relax. International it's about time. <laughs> the guy needs it. Meet you know? the uh meet the players that are playing uh in Europe. So uh we'll see. I I think I don't know. The thing with Berhalter, especially when it comes to the question of uh, of those dual nationals that 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 can play for other countries, how motor like how motivating is Greg Berhalter to motivate Latinos that could play for, uh, you know, a strong Mexico that has Tato Martino. Like, that is... Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About as alleged as Berhalter having this job <laughs> for the last few months. Correct. Here's um, the thing. Uh, Southgate is probably the closest thing we can relate. Mm -hmm. Southgate had no name, no nothing. I know it's a little different, you know, playing for the Three Lions is a bigger deal for those guys. Although, really, yeah, towards the end, towards the end of when Wadzis got fired after Big Sam got fired after the first day on the job, uh, it, it was they were down on that and it wasn't a big deal and the pressure and blah 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 and things have turned because of the youth players in England and I think the same thing is going to happen in the U.S. I think you're going to see a coach that does a pretty good job. I don't know if he survives past the first contract, but look, we don't need to win the 2022 World Cup, right? We don't need to win in Qatar. What we need to do is start to play better. We need to look good in some of our regional competitions, and we need to go into the World Cup with some hope. If he can do that, then we're fine. Yeah, I think he can do that. And I think that'll turn the tide. And I don't think players are going to be like, oh, God, blah, blah, blah. For a lot of these players, it's still an honor. It's still their dream for to a, play. Uh, for a lot of players. And that's that was my assumption. But yeah. clearly... You know, Parky knows something we don't. Well, think he of, wouldn't I mean, just say that. Think of the guys like Christian Pulisic. You've seen how frustrated they are. It's going to be different now. I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think Greg Berhalter is the is someone who can handle the you know moving forward in that direction. So. And by the way, you see how frustrated we were not knowing who the coach is going to be. How do you think these players felt? They didn't find out about it until we found out about it. Uh, sure. So they've been, they're probably just as frustrated as we are. Yeah, we're probably more connected. Justin Miram said on uh, the other podcast, uh, the state radio podcast, that uh, he didn't find out uh, Berhalter got the job until he told them the day before it was announced. So I don't know. Uh, look, Cordero also did say that there was, that there was no deadline and that the, the, that there of was, of course not. That's why he's got his legs kicked up. <laughs> You know? No, but that that the main priority after missing the World Cup was to uh, the bid for the 2026. So his argument was, "Yo, we were busy and we had more important things to do." And it was, and he clarified his words to not just be super dismissive of it, but it's obvious the the money of the you know getting the 2026 World Cup was more important than. Uh, assigning a coach. I also think it's not just the money. It's the, I think it's the, the, the inspiration. Prestige. No, I think it, how it, how it inspires. Think of the difference that was made 
after the 94 World Cup, we keep hearing over and over and over again how more people cared about soccer. And that really inspired that was they forced they were forced to get the uh, yeah. the league at that point. Think about that bump of the fandom that happens after a World Cup. It's only going to quadruple if it's here. I would argue that we might we may have missed the World Cup be, because maybe from U.S. soccer, they were so much more focused on that bid for 2026. So in 20 what, 16, right? 2017. 2017. Uh, that, that year, yeah, the, the to Neil's probably focused on like, all right, we, we're probably going to have to prep for this. Maybe they so were. Neil's like, we got to get the bag. I can't worry about the players right <laughs> maybe, now. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, how might, did that happen, right? You might not be wrong. That's just saying. All right. Pimpern, right? Pimpern. We hit him with that law and order. <laughs> we just solved the case. All right. Damn, yo. Everything getting solved today. <laughs> we know who's leaving reviews. We know why we missed the World Cup. Also, next breaking story that we broke, uh, Tyler Adams. Tyler uh, Adams. <laughs> That's us. Uh, so speaking of U.S. soccer, uh, Tyler Adams and uh, Red Bull, uh, you know, product. Yeah, uh, have announced that he's leave, he's walking down the hallway <laughs> to the other Rebel Pro. Did you see the uh, the photo of him in the uh, the Salzburg uh, the Leipzig jersey? Yeah, it looked exactly the same shirt. Like, sure. You're wearing the same shirt. You just have a Nike logo on it. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's the only difference. It's made by Nike. So uh, yeah, so now that's official. Which we that we all another we all another Burhalter secret. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we all knew that was going to happen. But and then next Tata will be announced, and there goes everything we already knew for months. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, proud of the kid. Uh, I think he's gonna do. He's gonna be great, it's great for America. Great. Even if you don't like the rebels, this is great for America. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know why you had to highlight that point. <laughs> Whatever. No, yeah. because there's people that are like, oh, who cares? He's going to another rebel. Pride. This is good. Players that are this hasn't happened before. Oh, you mean like RB Leipzig? Meeting if you don't like Leipzig or no, New York, New York rebels. rebels. Okay. If you're an MLS fan and you're like, who cares about Tyler? This is now a okay. very important men's national team player. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, you can't say who. I can understand who, can, like, if you're not, if you, you know, NYCFC fans or whatever, or DC United fans. DC fan, United or Philly fans. I can understand that, but you got to show respect to Tyler Adams, man. He's doing, uh, he's doing big things. I think he's going to do great. I, I, my hope. I agree. And, and according to all reports, like, uh, especially seeing the comments from, and I don't know if this is like a marketing thing or this is like truth, but like, you know, Alfonso Davies at Bayern. It's like the president of the team is like he's. I've seen him in training. He looks. He's great. I, we're excited. So it sounds yeah. like oh, he might get some minutes. I don't know if it's like he's actually good or yo Canada. Yo, tune into some Bayern games because yeah, your yeah. your boy is playing. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Please. yeah. Well, I, but they're saying the same thing about um about Tyler Adams and that they feel like he's going to be able to crack the first team pretty soon. That's so, great. We'll see. So he goes. I think he leaves January first or whatever. Uh, and he's apparently been learning German for the last five months. You knew. From the beginning, brother. What? <laughs> Why were you learning Why were that? You learning You're German? Just trying to order a schnitzel. <laughs> uh, and there were reports that um, Danny Royer was uh, helping him with his German, which is oh, okay. nice of him. Uh, there, there was a a reporter um, from that was covering New York Rebels for for, for the Athletic, I believe. I don't remember, uh, but there were particular details about like the last press conference. And one of them that I found interesting was about Bradley Wright Phillips, that apparently his wife had gotten him a, a rec room, like a, a wrecking room to like you, so where you can break stuff uh, to deal with the loss to, uh, <laughs> to Atlanta. There's places like that. Like there used to be one in Bushwick. Okay. Where they just like you. you There's places like that. It was Alexis's childhood yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> it was called the basement. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't allowed out until I broke stuff. <laughs> no, there used to be a place. I don't know if it's still there. It may have been in Masbeth where you, you have to wear the goggles and that overall outfit, like the outbreak kind of suit. Okay. And you have like boots on or whatever. 
but they give you everything. Like the walls are like just splashed with paint and there's like pedestals and they would put like old TVs and just things made of glass. And you would get like bats, hatchets, uh, you know, uh, sledgehammers, and you could just go to town. Yeah. And then you paid by the hour. <laughs> or I guess by the, probably by the 10 minutes, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's only so much time you could break you, and you're like, all right, I get it. I'm yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this was this was great, because I, I never, uh, it's like details like that that kind of get lost, but they're so, that's, yeah. so, that's so awesome. It's right. just so fun. Because obviously, you know, losing in the playoffs, in the MLS playoffs, like obviously it can be. It's huge. Tragic, dramatic, and hard, and people have to cope in their own ways. And that was so. That was from uh, Party Katri, uh, so who's a Rebel reporter, and, and she covers the women's national team and Rebels for Athletic and Guardian. So, uh, shout out to that for that. I love those tidbits like that. That's important for the fans to hear that because we wouldn't know that he needs a, a break room, like a, a breaking room. Yeah, I thought he would like just go in the booth, you know, and yeah. spit. Like he got bars. <laughs> the kid got bars, man. BW got bars. So maybe you We're know, trying to battle him. We all need uh, uh, like our, our therapy in different ways. So. Uh, okay, a couple other things that we're going to talk about because uh, uh, real quick. Um, oh, I, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Danny, uh, El Parcero Danny from... Yeah, he uh, was here. Um, from Parceros United. He's a Atlanta United fan. And, uh, or but, Parceros with sombreros, no? But they cha he changed it. He oh, okay. changed, so now it's Parceros United. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, uh, but he came out to uh, a comedy show I did uh, in the East Village over, over the weekend. We got over to hang Niagara out. Bar. Yeah, Niagara it was great, great little room. There. Great show, a lot of fun. Uh, it was, I, I'm I'm glad that you know a lot of times people they uh, they hear they hear that we're stand up comics and we do jokes and we do all these soccer jokes on this show mm -hmm. and then but when we actually do stand up. We cannot do any soccer jokes because people don't know what we're talking about. We got, we did get a taste of what that was like in the World Cup comedy tour. Yes, it was amazing. Bit. So I was trying to, I was trying to like, oh, let me hit him with something. So like, he's my homie. I want to tell some soccer jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's just this, it's this weird. I can do a joke about soccer or something very specific about like MLS or, yeah. or whatever. And it's just literally, there were like four people laughing at that. They were like the rest of the crowd would laugh at other jokes. Yeah. But when it was something soccer, it was just like four people yeah. uh, laughing. And that, it, look, that's better than before. Like two <laughs> years ago, it would have been one person. <laughs> exactly. So uh, there was a Man City uh, fan in the crowd as well, a British guy. And so it's just like, this is what the American stand up audiences are like. You, yeah. You try to, you try you have to, we, you have to find them. We try to bring this world to them and they're like, no, thank yeah. you. Please Talk stop. about the differences between men and women. <laughs> so, and speaking of the differences between men and women, uh, the Ballon d'Or. Uh, Went off without a hitch. <laughs> without you know what? They started a women's Ballon d'Or. What a wonderful thing. <laughs> Glad it went by With peacefully and respectfully. Alexis, I actually have to interrupt you there because actually, something actually did go wrong. No, couldn't have been. <laughs> From every, all the reports I read, uh, everything went perfectly well. <laughs> well I don't know uh, what you're French reading. French DJs are great options to <laughs> I think, host I think events. you're reading the Drudge Report. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading Trump's tweets. <laughs> It was like, I really love the Ballon d'Or ceremony. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe one day she will dance. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, uh, so, so Ada, uh, I'm going to butcher her name probably. Hegerberg. Her Hegerberg. 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 H-E-G-E-R-B-E-R-G. -E -E uh, wins the first uh, women's Ballon d'Or. Shouts to her. Yeah, shouts to her. And and this is I didn't even realize that there wasn't uh, a women's Ballon d'Or, but because there but there was an award. It was like the women, female player of the year or women's yeah, player of the year. But it wasn't the it Ballon d'Or. It wasn't the, the specifically the Ballon d'Or. So yeah. she wins the first one. And she uh, plays for Olympic Lyonnaise. Yes. Yeah. Uh she's I believe from Norway, if I'm not mistaken. And 
She her last name is Hergeberg. <laughs> it's literally the Swedish chef. Sw- yeah, <laughs> who knows? I, 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 believe, I believe she's from Norway, though. I'm not wrong about that, right? I don't know. Anyway, I'll double check. So the uh, so there was a, a DJ doing the, the hosting the event. So and that's already the first thing, right? This already. Let's just start talking about that. <laughs> you, you you hire a host and you choose a guy whose entire career is not talking and standing behind turntables. Yeah. So we're a laptop uh, <laughs> at this point. So this guy, uh, Martin Solvig, uh, bumped into the DJ booth, uh, <laughs> metaphorically, and he uh, so he made a, he made a comment, and it was in French, and he basically said a- after she gave a resounding speech and a, just a, a beautiful comments about how important it was and how significant it was for for girls and 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 the sport of women's soccer uh, that that she, you know she's winning the award and she like you know, appreciates it and doesn't take it lightly. He, first thing he says is, uh, do you want to twerk, basically, right? Uh, just basically kind of like celebrate winning the thing. Uh, and she was just straight up like, no. And then uh, walked and then away. Walked away. I mean, which which is, like, is super, that's the right thing. To what do. a classy way, because I think everyone else would have been with you if you were just like, yeah, I'm going to choke you out. Yeah, twerk. So as as comedians... This, she is Norwegian, by the way. Yes. So as comedians, I, I feel, you know, it's one of those things where we understand that what we do is difficult, right? Like we're not boasting about it. We, we get the, we get how hard it is. We started from not knowing how to do this to knowing how to do this. Pretty much. Pretty (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. And as close as anyone's gotten, (laughs) we're trying our best and not to say that we're perfect, but it's when you hire a French DJ to do this and this particular event, right? Like, and in most, um, award ceremonies, right? Like the Oscars, the Emmys. What, what do we have? We have comedians host them because they there is they're a, familiar with the task of handling something with levity, but also maybe not offending everyone. Yeah, I mean, for the and, most part, or at it, least just being dumb, or at least being more careful with the jokes and, and what more responsible with the jokes. or knowing how to say something like that without saying that. If you want to, oh, how do you want to celebrate? There's a funny way to do it. Not twerking. Yes. Is not, twerking is not it. Correct. And that's just someone who doesn't know anything about comedy. Who's like, Turks, twerking is, is, I, is I've wild. I've heard kids like the yeah, twerking. It's pretty wild. Let me ask this person. I'm sure this won't <laughs> cause an international incident. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I just know millions of people are going to watch this forever. Uh, There's a funny way to ask. How are you going to celebrate? That, that was not it. That yeah. would never be it. And also, how do you not understand the weight of the moment? Uh, so yeah, that's really the main thing. How, how do you not know that there is a, a, a bit of a, uh, carefulness that you should in any given scenario, if I'm at a comedy club, I'm probably going to be, if I'm doing crowd work with somebody, maybe I make a twerk joke or whatever, depending on the context. Being almost like being, you know, lightly disrespectful is almost the fun of the crowd work anyway. Exactly. But this was not a comedy club. This is not the place where millions of people are watching. Comedians know that. Yeah. That's the main thing. And that, and, it raises other events, maybe where you're honoring a player, you know, that's been on the team for a while. <laughs> Always. You want someone who's funny. I think, you know, someone who can add a, maybe speak to that person in their native language. <laughs> maybe, uh, but that would be crazy. That would be uh, wild. So the, the there's soccer doesn't do this. Right. And it, this is why our show is weird and unique to the, like the soccer world to some degree. Right. Because why wouldn't, uh, why wouldn't uh, soccer shows, soccer events have more comedians on there? One, because comedians are not really the place you look to for soccer fans, right? right? Um, but 
a comedian would handle this more responsibly. And even even just an announcer who had a good sense of humor yes. would have been able to handle this, but also probably wouldn't have tried to joke in that moment. You get what I'm saying? I agree. They would have understood the weight of the moment. They would have understand this is probably not the time to try to get off this quick. I'm working on this twerk bit. I'm going to get out. You know? uh, all right. I'm, I'm working you know, in front of him. You, know, you know, let me pull out my notebook. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll see what's up. Uh, the, you know, just do the, at the bottom door ceremony. Just do like standard stand up <laughs> yeah. comedian stuff. Like, uh, what's going on? Yeah. So, guys? so what else? <laughs> yeah. What did I want? What did I want to talk to you guys about today? Look at this guy. Hey, where are you from? <laughs> like, Messi. I'm from Argentina. <laughs> All right. Fifth place. Kind of sucks. Uh, so yeah. unfortunate. You're in Europa. <laughs> <laughs> she handled it well in that she she, she said she wasn't offended by it. It doesn't matter. The rest of the world seems. Yeah, to be that, upset it, it's it. like this, this. That did cross my mind where. Sometimes the internet can get be can be really sensitive. Yeah, it gets a little mobbish. So I, I was like, at first, I'm like, are we mad at this? At first, yeah. Uh, because after watching what she said, she was like, no, I wasn't offended. I was fine. I spoke to him. He apologized and all this other stuff. Then, I, so I had to really think about it. I'm like, am I offended at this? And and in reality, um, I'm a a little bit, a little bit, I, and not not as a comment. It's just like it's really it's really the 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 weight of the moment, right? Again, it's the first. She's the first Ballon d'Or winner. Uh. She gave this incredible speech. Just be like, yo, thank you. That was beautiful. That was amazing. I think here, here's why I'm offended. I'm offended, uh, you know, in no particular order. The fact that it's a dumb joke. It's a dumb opportunity to make a dumb joke. Yeah. This isn't the time to do that. And last, all those young women watching this this moment, watching their first, their, if, especially young women who play soccer, who think like, yo, what was like the peak? Like you want to win World Cup. Personal success, Ballon d'Or has now become something that they can win. Yeah, and this is the moment where their first representative of the female gender is going to go out and is going to win Ballon d'Or, and the first thing that they get asked yeah. is like, "Yo, you want to shake that ass though?" It, like it overtakes the. It the gives moment. you like you could be the greatest athlete in the world, and if you're a woman, your sexuality is still going to be the first thing that's asked. It's so weird because during like uh you know Miss America, they're more respectful. Yeah, they wouldn't. They oh, wouldn't. you're out of here. <laughs> How dare you ask this woman in a bikini if she wants to shake her ass? They would, would ne never. No, it would never right. happen because they know. They just know. And there's something. It, it's really about what offended me. It's just like that dismissal of uh, women's soccer and, and women who play. And it's and it's probably way worse in Europe, right? Because there's a reason. European. No, because, <laughs> and well, because he's French. They don't. They don't understand. No, because of the. <laughs> it's the, a joke, by the way. The 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 support for the women's game was definitely more popular here first in the U.S. before it was in Europe. Yeah, because they're the only ones who were winning. Well, I mean, you kind of had to, right? Sure. Like, no, but they, it was because Title IX and the investment yeah, no, into of the course. sport. There's so, other reasons. There's, but from from uh, at the youth level, it was more supported. So, yeah, yeah just the concept of, of little girls playing soccer and then trying to be professional. Some young Norwegian was, girl is like, should I practice my, you know, my free kicks or should I practice working if this is what we're going to be asked? Yeah. You know? So, uh, so th that's... It's unfair and it sucks. Yeah, and it, so and you know what? Maybe this dude isn't a bad dude. He had a bad moment. You're going to be branded that now because you were too stupid to know that you should not be hosting these things. Yeah. So uh, stay behind the just stay behind the MacBook, my guy. The 2019 uh, Ballon d'Or should be hosted by the Cooligans. I don't see why. I mean, not. this is literally what we're trying to pitch. I mean, here. we're really trying to pitch that. <laughs> but look, who uh, else can console Messi when he ends in sixth place next year? <laughs> but props to her. So um, let's talk about a couple other things. Uh, oh, Luka Modric did win the the Luka the, Modric won and the Messi. male Ballon d'Or winner, yeah. uh, the inferior Ballon yeah. d'Or. Wait, honestly. Also, Luca, how's how's that ass work, bro? <laughs> Shake it, bro. 
But drop a beat, yo. You a DJ? <laughs> Nobody asked him that. But I don't. I don't even know. Look, the the, the award itself has is weird in general. But like the Matrick winning. I mean, he. I think he had, he had like probably like seven goals this season. It's like maybe yeah, double. Great, he had a great World Cup too. Though. He had a great World. I don't know. Seems weird. Messi, I mean, I, it's just like it's weird to me that Messi doesn't win it. Messi finished uh, uh, further than third or lower than third for the first time since his first year he was able to win. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, uh, it's insane. He was a runner-up last year. Yeah. And then now, who knows? I didn't even... I think what lost him was even... that awkward photo he took. That <laughs> sort of like frozen in time. Yeah. This girl's be... out here posing, changing moves. <laughs> and he's just like... There were a bunch of another awkward photo I, that reminded me because somebody did mention this. Uh, 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 Neymar, Bronx Neymar, Bronx Neymar, Bronx Neymar. <laughs> Neymar in the <laughs> Neymar, Neymar in uh, the Yankee, the puffy jacket yeah. and the Yankee and you fitted. fitted with the flat brim, dude. That guy, that person says my guy, hundred <laughs> percent. That person says my guy. That that person has. Hooked up with my girl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he got fired from Uber <laughs> for flirting. <laughs> so, uh, so a couple other things that uh, we're gonna talk about uh, before we bring in our guest. Um, a couple, a couple players that did not get their options picked up for uh, for the next season in Major League Soccer that we just have to point out because some of them are former guests, some of them are former guests, and uh, we love them dearly. They're very they they were showing us support when. No one else would. When no one else would. Maybe this is why they lost. (laughs) How dare you go to World Cup comedy tour? You're out of here. No, uh, but Drew Connor of the Chicago Fire. Salute to Drew. He's a friend of ours. Friend of one uh, of the chillest dudes we've met in all of soccer. Great dude, and uh, and scored. He got that uh, uh, credited with that great assist with that the Bastian Schweinsteiger like rocket. Yeah, and it was just like. An innocuous pass, and then but Schweinsteiger turned chose it into to gold. Blast, blast it from thirty. He yards. meant he meant for that to <laughs> but happen. That was though. because of Drew and nobody else. If Drew didn't have that vision, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. So uh, Drew Connor, his op- option did not get picked up. He's a, ch- a Chicago Fire homegrown, so this is like homegrown. Yeah, he was a fan. He was in the stands. Yeah, so I know it's a it's a big deal and yeah. uh, uh, disappointing, but. Uh, Maybe yeah. he can renegotiate his contract or something and get or, picked up or again. end up with another team. You never yeah. know. Uh, but we wish you all the best, man. Uh, so, and al- also another player that did not get their option picked up. And this one makes a little bit more sense, only because of, of dealing with a lot of injury. Uh, the sporting Kansas City legend who yeah. won an MLS Cup, was fashion Kansas icon, City. fashion icon Aurelian Collin of the New York Red Bulls. Thank you for saying the name, so I don't have to tr- attempt it. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yes, he did. The get- newly Venezolano. That's right. He is a very dual national. Yeah. Uh, but he, I love I love how he he owns the uh, the Venezuelan as well. You know. He, yeah. He's like he embraced he, it. He adopted it. Right. He married a Venezuelan woman. And yeah. but he's like, nah. I'm, All right. You take my last name. I'm gonna take your entire culture. <laughs> okay. Paint me in vino tinto. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's a big Joseph Martinez fan now. <laughs> so uh uh yeah another player whose option didn't get picked up but uh hopefully I don't know he's a bit older I don't know if this is he's also very expensive I think Red Bulls got rid of their three most expensive players yeah. which makes sense you know teams are starting to drop some of the uh some of the the I mean this is an issue with the cap you can't keep someone like Aurelian Conlon on hoping that he you know maybe heals up or he could provide some sort of you know uh you know veteran present uh, no, leadership and gotta get like him that. out of here yeah so. Uh, okay, a couple other things, real quick. We let's yeah. let's go. Let's head over to England. Uh, and uh, there, there were a couple games. We had a, a couple <laughs> derbies that 
Uh, Some important games that we uh, we both. Follow. One of them was at six thirty in the morning for me. Very difficult. that's right because you were in the, the West in, Coast. In the West Coast now, not yeah. easy. I mean, even if it was at nine thirty, you wouldn't wake up. But I, as an Arsenal <laughs> fan, I wake up. I watch it from my phone on the on the toilet. Uh, it's the true story. Okay, you want another truth? You didn't ask. I okay. told you. I'm like Michael Cohen. I'm just going to tell you everything. I hope you're cool with it. Um, I woke up at like six like six fifty five. Okay, so I missed the first half. But any Arsenal fan knows. You just watched the second half this year. That's how they go. They score most of their goals in the second half. All right. And boy, was I right. <laughs> I good, good risk. I missed the penalty. I ended up going back and watching it. Okay. Um, but to that second half, I mean, Tottenham got d- destroyed. Yes, they were. They up uh, and down. Probably, I mean, so the North London derby was a uh, North the, London's red, my guy. That's right. That's right. That's how they say it out there. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Cheerio, <laughs> my, my <God>. dude. <laughs> Cheerio, my dude. Uh, so, uh, so uh, they what? What was the score? Four two. Four. Two. Four two. They're really going for that fifth. That second half for Arsenal did look great. Oh, they would have got six if they would have started the game like that. We should just convince the players that this is the beginning of the second half at first kick. Sure. I just wind their clocks a little forward. Uh <laughs> oh no, we're all late for the game, boys. <laughs> so the uh obviously a banana peel was thrown at Obama Yang. Yes. Uh there was oh, there's a, a reporter, someone who works in uh in England who said they were fine with this, and uh, that's pure trash. Reporter slash monster. Yeah. I mean, and I just put uh, this person, this per- Martin Samuelson, I believe his name is. Uh, give okay, us- maybe we want to get his name right if uh, we're going to keep Yeah, I'm going to. So this person isn't trash just yet until I find the name here. And uh, do you want to say something while I do this? <laughs> I don't know why it's so important that you get his name. It was just some reporter. That- Martin Samuel. Daily Mail's Martin Samuel tried to defend the guy. Apologies who to Martin Samuelson. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, all, we, with all due respect, we did not mean to. Marcus Samuelson, all these guys. <laughs> Martin Samuel, who works for the Daily Mail, could suck at it. <laughs> he tried to say that this is fine. Uh, this happens. The Spurs play fans can call themselves yids. Then you could throw your banana. No, you can't. Uh, all right. I don't know. Look, I mean, you, I don't know if I want to really go with Alexis's paraphrasing of that, uh, of him just saying, I literally just read a tweet, but I added a little. <laughs> I don't know what he said because I didn't read this article. Daily Mail's Martin Samuel defends Tottenham banana skin thrower. A banana skin. Just call her peel, everybody. Uh, versus Arsenal, uh, Arsenal's Pierre Emerick. I don't Yang know what that means. By comparing the incident to Spurs fans calling themselves yids. And I read... Part of Part the, of the article. Got it, yes. But so I read enough to know this Martin Samuel dude is trash. So uh, maybe. Uh, it's a weird article to write. But the, the fact that, that this happened is, uh, especially in England, and especially in the Prem, when we know it's it's weird, but we, we almost, if, if you're going to be the top league, the most watched, the most money, most marketing dollars, then we have to go nuts when this happens that, yeah. that there's no other there's no other option it's just it's obviously disgusting it's and to clearly the credit insulting. most of the fans at least what i could see on twitter and what i was hearing and and viewing in articles and stuff were you know th- this is an abomination this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst it has nothing to do with tottenham fans no 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 uh, no it's not tottenham fans as, this was one fan yeah um there's tottenham fans that sure i'm sure there's some of them thought this was okay the most that i heard everyone was like yo this is not cool the players thought that was not cool this is not a Tottenham thing. This is a one-person thing. And defending that one person, the only way Martin Samuel can make this up to the fans and keep his job, I think, is to one, apologize, and two, you got to twerk. 
Okay. You got to twerk. Okay, you got to cool. twerk. All right. <laughs> we asked the French DJ, what do they do in the parliament over there? And he said, this is how you resolve these issues. Okay. Yeah. They all, they all scream at each other and then one person starts twerking and they all get silent. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And then the, finish. The, beat, the, 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 the song fades out and that person just slowly gets up and they're like, What's only with the yelling? I don't know how they. This how the is parliament, English Parliament is English the, Parliament. Yeah, they yeah. just yell at each other, and it until someone outscreams the other one, and they also throw shade. They're like, "With much respect to the person over at the Labour Party, <laughs> you couldn't fight your way out of a brown paper bag." And everyone's like, "No, him, this is quite funny, shocking even." Wow, everybody working out bitter here. Right? pardon me from the Tory Party, but your mother is so fat, and someone's like, "How?" How large is she? I'll tell you. <laughs> when she wears a, a VHS as a beeper. Because <laughs> they're back, they're back dated in technology. Hey. Great one, young chap. <laughs> we resolved much today here in the parliament. Brexit is approved. <laughs> Great. He, is, yeah. he has outrusted yeah. his opponents. <laughs> Great burn. Brexit will go through. That's how politics should be handled. <laughs> Theresa yeah. May's like, God yeah. damn it, man. <laughs> I need a ghostwriter. <laughs> uh, who dance. writes with Drake? <laughs> Yo, Quinn Miller, get over here. <laughs> so, oh my God. Um, obviously, it's just unfortunate with what happened there. But the, apparently, the, the Tottenham fan got arrested. And, and he's banned for and, life. And he's banned. I, I heard in, indefinite ban. So I don't know how long it's going to take for him uh, to learn from his mistakes uh, or her. I don't know who, who did it. Uh, I think it is a dude. Okay, it's always a dude. Always. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Men are the worst people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a woman would not have done that. It has to be like a really terrible woman. <laughs> like sure. I mean, it's it it's for it to be that bad of a woman. It, it that would it would take like seven bad women to equal one bad man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how awful we are. Anyway, uh, uh, also, but the, not us. We're great. Not us. We're great. Right. Ex- exclusively. Uh, the Merseyside Derby is the, another derby that happened. Oh, I heard that went by swimmingly for you, Everton fans. Without a hitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you see the uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan Pickford uh, I did thing? see. I retweeted it. Did yeah. you? Wow. Uh, yes. The disrespect. So uh, There's almost like nothing else to talk about besides the last <laughs> 17 <laughs> seconds. There really is nothing about this match. Everton loses this game 1-0. No, this was, you know, to, to credit. Liverpool did not win. Liverpool. We need to be clear. They were given three points. They were gifted. They, they, Christmas uh, came early. They, they did not in any way, shape, or form win this game. Everton lost this game. Yes. So um, Everton loses this game 1-0. Yeah, your voice is breaking up. I mean, it's an emotional time. I yeah. was so mad. Your group chat was just like all caps. <laughs> Yo, fuck this and fuck that and fuck that. So- ridiculous. He never gets this angry. And Pickford, he re- Jordan Pickford, England's number one. Right. And this is the point I was making before, which is it, obviously such a ridiculous mistake. And it's in and Pickford was in a weird situation where he's like, is it going to go out? Is it not? Do I want to give up a corner? Do I not? And clearly, Why? You, he didn't give up a corner, though, which is great. He gave up, he a, gave goal, up, he gave up a goal. But he did not give up a corner. <laughs> Good on you, sir. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I mean, in the end, I was kind of right. I mean, yeah. I really I did what I planned to do. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, obviously, just a, a ridic- like mission accomplished. <laughs> a ridiculous mistake. But this is what I, I get so frustrated with when it comes to the being the, an Everton fan, being being an Everton, be whatever. But just the 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 quality of goalkeeping, and when it's like he should be uh, ridiculed, he should uh, for this mistake because 
whenever something happens in MLS, a, a goalkeeper makes a mistake. It's like, oh, MLS goalkeeping, American. The standard is too low. Yes. It's just I give and, and Pickford did have a great game and he is a and he is a great keeper. Uh it's just it's it's just like there's a lot of great MLS keepers that occasionally make mistakes. But this is a uh, such a frustrating uh, situation where like that that there isn't that same criticism for uh when uh, Premier League keepers, you know, we don't collectively say that something's wrong with the league. Right. Uh and that's that that is what sort of came to mind, but that is it was just infuriating. Yeah, Whatever. because God forbid if that if that mistake had been made by an MLS keeper, all you'd hear is the standard of American players are too low. This is why they don't win the World Cup. This is why they don't make the World Cup. He does it, and they're like, oh, he had a bad moment. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, that's Not it. the entire development structure is bad? La-di-da. How just nice. a bad, oh, yeah, a little, yeah, little, <laughs> little blinked at the wrong time. Is that all it was? Jordan Pickford? What a luxury. We do that. We're the worst country at playing soccer in the world. <laughs> we don't know anything about the sport. Typical American. If he was American, he'd already been shipped out. <laughs> don't worry. He's our fifth keeper and janitor. He's part-time janitor now. <laughs> I want everyone to know. He's only in training. So frustrating. Uh, but look, what are, what are you going to do? I was, I was hoping... I thought Everton could possibly win that game, even with every gift they were giving. I thought you were going to draw. They should have drawn. Yeah. Well, no, we we talked about that. Yeah, they should have. I want the fans to know, since day one, right? All of our day one fans, if you think back, you remember that, uh, which one? I forgot your name already. Christian Blanco (laughs) had to make a decision between Everton and Arsenal. Which team was he going to follow? That's right. And because of Lukaku, you picked Everton. I did. I mean, right, I made the right choice. Three years later, how do we feel? And now I'm a I'm a proud Manchester United fan. <laughs> there he is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to wait because I'm sure he's gonna be dropped from that team too. Exactly. So, so. Uh, all right, we're gonna get to our next segment. We'll talk to our guests, which we're absolutely stoked uh, to have on the it's show. Exciting again. It, the always, guys are gonna call the MLS Cup final. I mean, uh, yeah, we we let us them, we let them have. We're the gonna job. call it. <laughs> I don't know who just scored, but somebody scored. And you got well, John Strong. Guy. And just tied up in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we moved a desk in front of the door so we can't get arrested. So we don't have any of the books and stuff. <laughs> hey, just give us 90 minutes. I know. Come on. That's what we want. We'll go to jail. <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking to John Strong and Stu Holden uh, in just a bit. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. Right now, we just want to break in with a little word from one of our sponsors, Northland Video. Northland Video. We've been talking about them a whole bunch. They're great. If you guys, if you look, if you need uh, a highlight reel for, uh, say, your son or daughter is trying maybe to get. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's for you. Maybe, maybe you're trying to get back in the league, man, you know, or <laughs> right. lady. It's just like a good like uh, resume for yourself uh, yeah. to get back in your Sunday league. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> you send it out to the guys. You shouldn't have kicked me out. Maybe you got a kid and maybe they, you want them to get ready for, you know, college are coming up, right? Uh, they're coming up. You may not have heard of them. They're going to start picking never kids. been to school. I don't know what that is, but I heard if you send them a tape of highlights, they'll they'll give you money. I sent them video of me eating. Didn't work. Um, but check it out. Uh, Northland Video, they know exactly what the coaches want. They've went out and they've interviewed some of the coaches. They've spoken to them and said, hey, what is it that you're looking for in these videos? So you don't have to sit there and try to figure out iMovie. You don't know how it works, okay? You send him the videos you've already shot and they'll put that together. And because you listen to the Cooligans, you're going to get 50% off the assembly fee. That's right. So that's a $75 value. You'd be 70, saving 75 bucks. It's huge. And, and it's, it's huge. So And there's so many ways. You can uh, you could just send them the footage. Or if you're in the Seattle area, they can film games for you. So uh, And it's it's something just, uh, you can you can talk to them about, say you are filming something yourself. You could be like, hey, what should I? What should I actually go film? What should you I know? film? What should I focus on? And then you can work together to get like the best highlight for your kid and hopefully get them a scholarship. So and go, you go, know, let the pros do it. And there's no better pro than Northland Video. So go to NorthlandVideo.com and 
and let them know that the Cooligans sent you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Cooligans. We want to break in with another word from another one of our sponsors, Away Days. Away Days Football. We've been talking about them a whole bunch. Uh, They're great. They're great. And look, and uh, Christmas is coming. Christmas. Holidays are coming. Uh, it's, it's currently Hanukkah. Currently Hanukkah. Yo, you got a gift picked out for the eighth day? All right. Or well, how about for each day? Yeah. You can get. But a the mix. eighth is the big one. The eighth is, but I mean, I'm assuming. Not if you really love your Jewish kids. That's true. <laughs> you get them eight big gifts. <laughs> if you love your Jewish kids, you get them eight big gifts. And what better eight gifts than <laughs> Awaydaysfootball.com because they got dope hoodies, dope hats. They got they got winter hats right now that are pure fire, That's which right. are cool. But the, I mean, this is the thing that we freaked out about when we heard the mystery, mystery kit. Kids. The wow. mystery kit is really the the main draw, right? So like you can you can order a kit and you don't know what kit you're getting, and it's it's just how like, beautiful is that? You don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. And here's the thing: you might not have ever heard of the team. They're gonna send you clubs from like the second division in Sweden or you know third division in Norway, some dope little team you never heard of. You weren't gonna buy these kits anyway and here's the thing it's only $25 $25 and you're gonna get this incredible kit to your size I mean shipped to you it's a surprise when you open it's like an extra holiday <laughs> exactly there's a ninth day of Hanukkah yeah. <laughs> come on what about that kid you didn't tell your wife about that's the ninth day <laughs> so uh, go to awaydaysfootball.com use the promo code cooligans and you will receive 15% off do it now Yeah, baby, we're back. Yes. This oh, is, my I, God. I am too stoked. Because I, these guys have been on the show so Is that much. your rapper name, Too Stoked? Too, too Stoked. stoked. Yeah. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. Let's yeah. go. Right. <laughs> we're about to go meet 2 chains. We're going to Atlanta. All four of us are going to be in Atlanta. I am uh, I am very stoked because uh, these guys, are they're becoming uh, a, a... Third time this year. Yeah. It's like Joan time. Rivers on the Carson show at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Invite them to the table. Yeah. They made Open it to invitation. <laughs> Open invitation. Uh, but we are happy to have them here. You want to introduce them, Alexis? I mean, you know exactly who these guys are. They're the voice of soccer in america we love them if you watch fox sports you know who these guys are ladies and gentlemen unless you're driving put your hands together for the one and only john strong and Stu hold it everybody welcome to the show guys you guys are going to be calling the mls cup final uh this saturday december 8th uh we are except we're going to be there so we're gonna you know so you're gonna watch us on the dvr we're gonna put cups up to the door where you guys are security's like i think you're Ha- there's gonna be seventy-two thousand people there that you might have a hard time yeah, hearing. Not hearing it, yeah. There's not, nothing happening through cups there. You, uh, know, you guys all watch them with the open windows. I would love to just be in the other room and just stick my head in your window, <laughs> see if it throws you guys off. I would, no, we'd have security yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about this particular matchup? I know you uh, have worked with uh, the Timbers for a once long time. Once or twice, yeah, once or twice. I know a little bit. And they, and they are be, they are are playing this this behemoth of a uh of a of a soccer team in in atlanta so how uh what, what not necessarily predictions but how do you feel about uh the fact that it's happening at mercedes-benz stadium ls cup final and what does it mean for american soccer it's a great matchup i think this was something where when we got to the this final four any of those teams would have been a good matchup yeah. including kansas city and the red bulls the fact that the finals in atlanta not just the seventy-two thousand in the stadium that entire city it's going to be on fire for this game, not to make a civil war reference, but the idea that <laughs> Atlanta is one of the places where the soccer team matters. It really yeah. does. And that's, what's cool as opposed to other cities where we could have had this final where maybe a lot of the people are oblivious to it. So that's an exciting part of it. Um, I think Portland as a team has, has played really well to get here. I don't think they're going to be intimidated by it, whether they can deal with easy over there. Um, <laughs> what Atlanta is going to bring in this game, I think is another matter, but it, it's a wonderful matchup for sure. 
Yeah, I, I mean, also talking about the, the Timbers coming in, as far as you're talking about soccer cities and places where it matters. I mean, Portland has been one of the best examples of fan culture that this league has seen. And, you know, maybe not in the same type of numbers as far as 72,000 in a stadium. But I, I just love the way that this team has has grown under Savarese and to, to the point where they're, they've embraced almost an underdog role in this year's MLS Cup. And all the talk is about Atlanta and about the superstars that they have and the coach and the this is his last game before he goes to Mexico. It's almost like, hey, we're over here too, but they don't mind that talk. I, feel like I, I they, think that's going to help them. That's yeah. part of what inspires them almost, right? It's like, oh, no one's thinking about us, but we're we're pretty great, and wait till you see when we get there. Yeah, but they, they don't play like underdogs is, no, is the don't. thing, and they, they are tough. They they are resilient, and, and they have some difference makers. They have stars It's as weird well. to me that they're called underdogs at all, given that they just won an MLS Cup three years ago. I know yeah, they, they were first place in the Western Conference a year ago. They have last year's MVP. <laughs> I, I sort of roll my sometimes every single team tries to be the underdog every single team yeah. tries to play they don't believe in this card even Atlanta was sort of playing that because they lost the supporter shield in the final day to the Red Bulls right and that you know with a lower seed all this type People of stuff have the Red Bulls for the fame. last decade I'm like yeah. hey what's well, not the bad that kind enough. of stuff is like <laughs> but oh, if you okay, but right. if you know as a coach that that helps your oh yeah team, you're gonna embrace you're gonna, it you're sure. gonna yeah, embrace yeah. it you're gonna state it publicly but internally you're saying hey guys we know we have a legitimate chance yeah. at winning this game yeah and I think one of the things about the about the Timbers in particular is the fan base. And that goes back a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, some of these fans has been around for a long time. Don't get John Strong started on the history. (laughs) This this would be an hour long conversation. I mean, I just think sometimes some of their fans uh, who used to sit back in section one Oh seven, you know exactly where that is, right? Some of them would have called themselves mental and barmy. Yeah. Uh, What do we say about about (laughs) that? I got that in my office. (laughs) What do we say about this picture? Have you seen that before? Oh, I've seen it. The fans Uh, heard you were coming and somebody, he he always likes to toot his own horn. It's (laughs) it's weird. He's literally well, doing that. Well, you're the one on the left, right? <laughs> that was back before we knew that Vuvuzelas were no, bad. That's John Strong right here. You, you were the one with the uh, yeah. Vuvuzela. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Vuvuzela. Yeah, that's him. I got that Vuvuzela at my first ever pro soccer game, which was the San Jose Clash against Chivas Guadalajara in Portland in the spring of 98. It was red. I painted it green, like spray painted it. You could see the red underneath. Yeah. That's- <laughs> and that was in 2004. That was the night that Alan Gordon, it was the Alan Gordon chainsaw massacre. He scored a hat trick against Milwaukee his rookie year. All in the 96th minute, which Al- real Alan Gordon style. <laughs> well, it, the last one came, it was, a, it was an overtime golden goal back then in the yes. A-League. And he's the only player ever to saw off his own piece of the log because it was a golden goal. So he grabbed Timber Jim's chainsaw and he actually sawed his own piece of the log off in celebration of that win. <laughs> That's such an Alan Gordon move. Yeah, did yeah. he at least have clothes on when he did it? He was shirtless. <laughs> there you go. Typical You don't normally when you're sawing locks, do <laughs> I don't even know no. how to react to that, actually. <laughs> I love that that happened on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? No, I'm just curious. Speaking of... By the way, I was trying to figure out, because you kept staring at your phone. I'm like, yeah. what is so interesting on your phone? I was trying to phone? pick it up. I was trying to like, get oh, okay, Somebody gotcha. DM'd yeah. us that. Yeah, yeah. So a big yeah. fan of yours and a big part, fan of the Timbers. Part of me was actually, why is Alexis being incredibly unprofessional right now? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was it's it, ca- it came from at Nicole Strong. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel about? They actually came from your assistant. They said you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on my list of topics. Uh, he well, he he announced his retirement this year. Yes, right? he did. Yes, yeah. He did. yeah. Uh, how do you feel about him? Because I know this. Not not the shoe thing, right? N- the, no. well, oh gosh. Just in general, the 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 brave uh you know kind of person that he is to be this wild and, and be this enigmatic and be crazy. Alan Just- Gordon's one of my all-time favorites. Okay. Be- because of I mean he went to Oregon State 
he was drafted by the Galaxy. They were uninterested. He comes to Portland, has this incredible 2004 season, and he ended up building this career yeah. where, where he became this cult hero. He's actually of a playgirl model. Well, but also <laughs> the funny thing is, all-time MLS leader in goals as a substitute, second most goals in MLS history, and second half stoppage time. He actually produced in a significant way in these things. And, and it's fun. The other fun story from that year was that the shoes he had, he wore red shoes. They were size too small because they basically like Nike brought it. Here's a box of shoes guys for the a league timbers. Yeah, and he yeah. grabbed a pair by the end of the season, he had worn through the shoes. So he went and bought like a regular black pair of shoes that fit him and he stopped scoring for a couple of weeks. And so a collection was taken in the Timbers army to buy him a new pair of red shoes, which he was given. And they, he ended up going back to scoring and they won the regular season title. You know, when they always say like either he's not wearing his shooting boots today. Or like, yeah. That was a literal real. thing. That's a real that thing. was an actual thing. So yeah, I'm a big Alan Gordon fan. Okay. Long-term. For two people who have such history, obviously Stu, you played in the game in MLS for a while. You've been a fan of just soccer and especially in America, and especially uh, Timbers back in the day. I know now you're impartial because you're calling the game. How does it feel to go? You're about to call a game. In a stadium mm-hmm. with 75,000 people. 72. Don't I just add three? They They might be trying to increase it, I think. Yeah, the yeah, official, I as, might... as much as the fire marshals yeah. will let People will be yeah. hanging yeah. From, yeah. The, from the rafters right. in there. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's also just putting in context the year. And we talked to you guys ahead of the World Cup yeah. and that, that incredible experience. And now to think that after a 2018 in which we've had Champions League, World Cups, uh, MLS, and now be capping it off uh, with 70 to 75,000 in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I, I think as two guys that are, are major fans of the leagues as well as the league, yeah. I, I played in it, but now as a broadcaster, I love seeing its growth and, and seeing the leads succeed. To me, to be in that stadium on, on Saturday night, it's going to be another moment where I'm going to be looking around and, and not just personally, but I just think professionally and what we, we all want soccer to do well in this country, right? And when you see these types of, uh, the, these types of events happening, it, it's really another reminder of, hey, this, this game is come so far in this country and it means a lot to so many people and and we should be proud of that fact all right now on a more personal note i did want to ask uh used to in particular maybe you've spoken Uh-oh. about this i'm scared ad now <laughs> i actually thought he said used to and I'm like, <laughs> when did he grow up in the bronx <laughs> your uh you have a, a very famous brother uh, who recently became became a viral infamous, se- infamous, infamous, yeah, yeah. Uh, viral sensation uh, because uh, he's he's been coined the the the, the plane bay. Plane bay. This was a yeah. really weird couple of days in Russia, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So the he, the they, these guys actually lived this with me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I woke up in Russia and I get a text from my brother saying, "I, I think I went viral." <laughs> and my first thing is, my first thing was go to the hospital. Yeah, man. Exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. to get that checked out. <laughs> and uh, no, he said seriously, check check my Twitter, and I. I checked that in his Instagram and I was thinking, Oh my goodness, like what is happening here? And then it, throughout the day it was going this, and then my phone was blowing up. I was getting texts over. I'm like, Hey, I saw your brother on GMA and the today yeah. show. And it's everywhere. Oh my gosh, he fell in love on the internet. Like this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And then it was a three day period where he was dealing with this. And these guys were, were in Russian airports at I four well, in yeah, the morning. On one of our overnight connections through Domodedovo airport. And it's like you, me and our producer Shaw strategizing, like we're you and the PR team. <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, how does he extricate himself from yes. this? No, don't do Do not post that video. <laughs> yeah. Do not post this. And we're like talking as we're connecting to, you You're know, like a war room or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> How do we handle We were in deep in the whole thing. It was weird, man. It's, it was it weird. Is weird yeah. If people don't know what so we're wait, talking about. So wait, hold on. Your brother colluded with Russia while you were there? Is that what you're saying? Wow. So if people don't know the, the uh, scope of the story, it's basically – 
your brother was on a flight and he was sitting next to a girl that he may have been flirting with. They were talking. They were yeah. chatting it doesn't up. sound like the Holden brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was a couple behind them that heard the conversation and basically live tweeted yeah. the whole thing. And this took the internet by, by storm. storm. I mean, it took the world by storm. But, but, it, but it was crazy to see the evolution of the story because it started this as this incredible romance yeah. and this romantic story and people falling in love in airplanes. And then it quickly at one point shifted to uh, invasion of privacy oh, totally, yeah. and, and filming yeah. people. And that was the point where we were having this conversation. Like, Whoa, get get off the plane. Get out. <laughs> get off the plane. Pull the ripcord. It all started with like, oh, this is so cute. This relationship. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, they're being followed by this woman <laughs> yeah. and, her, and her man. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I can stop it. Yeah, it was, the it was wild. The lady bought Wi-Fi on the plane. To, to keep it going. To keep it yeah. going. I, I mean, at that point, you know, you have to commit crimes to pay that much for Wi-Fi. You, know <laughs> you don't make that kind of money. Just no. <laughs> no. $24. <laughs> for the it's first an hour. 15 minutes. <laughs> but it's like the one guy who has cricket mobile gets it for free. Like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it just it was just a, a thing. I wonder, like, as he's your older brother or younger brother? He's younger, and I actually tweeted at, at, during the middle of that, and I put, um, I'm covering the biggest event of my <laughs> career, and I've been upstaged by my brother yeah. falling in love on an airplane. Well, like, here's <laughs> here's one of my favorite things is if you go to Twitter and you click on the uh, magnifying glass, it also pops up moments, right? Uh, the World Cup was below your brother's moment. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, it's, they're tailored to what you yeah. like. And all I look at is food and soccer. Your brother had nothing to do with those two things. And he was He bigger. went very quickly from, yeah, you know, lead analyst of the World Cup to plane-based plane brother. brother. Yeah, I, I did a satellite media tour. Yeah. Every every single one was, so what about France? What about, you know, Italy? Not Italy, they weren't there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Croatia. And then it was like, hey, so how's it feel being plane-based brother? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hot trending topic. Okay, great. And, Let's and, move and it that, along, guys. That, that relationship. They're not together, right? They didn't. No, it, it was a, a sad love story <laughs> okay. in the end. And uh, oh, my brother has wow. since posted many shirtless photos on Instagram. If nice. you want to go check that out, cashing yeah. in those. He's, those he's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he, he got yes. deserved attention. <laughs> also, John, we got to get brothers, sisters, siblings, cousins. Get somebody on a plane. For yeah, no, my, my sister keeps a slightly lower profile. Than <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Um, so yeah, so what, what what do you guys look for as far as uh, prepping for the game on Saturday? Is there anything uh, that you're looking? Forward to or anything in particular? Yeah, because you can't make predictions, right? You're not yeah, allowed. Yeah. To. I think you I, we see. can. That it's not going to be right. So I don't <laughs> think there's any point in doing that. I, I tend to always when I come into these games, I try to focus a little bit on because there is something about a final that's just a little bit different, and so what finals have these players been in? You've got a handful of Portland players that won the title three years ago. You've got Atlanta players who have been a part of finals and competitions in South America. And then, of course, you have in Jeff Lorenowitz and Michael Parkhurst. Lorenowitz actually has won one. Parkhurst has not. Guys that have been in multiple MLS Cups. And so trying to just sort of build that story out a little bit and, and knit together some of the history of the players while at the same time understanding we have a different audience. So being able to peel back a little bit, not necessarily everyone watching has followed closely Diego Valeri's career. What's his story? Not everyone yeah. has followed as closely Brad Guzan's career. What's his story? And then as we always do, mindfulness, there's going to be 70, however many thousand people. We need to shut up and just let that be part of the story and let that be the soundtrack to the game as well. So finding that right balance, same as we did in the World Cup final, of talking to that new audience that hasn't watched MLS throughout the season, but also just staying out of the way of the scene. 
Yeah, that, that's the most important thing. I think it was something we tried uh, to do a lot during the World Cup. But also for me now, having seen so much of these teams over the course of the year, there, there's not so much you can do as far as watching tape. And it, it, it's more so setting the stage and telling the story and then just letting the story develop and get in when you can with your key points. And then other than that, like John said, just get out, let the Atlanta chance come, pay off the big moments when they come. And, you know, if it's a game-winning goal or a pass and, and make sure that, you know, the fans recognize these incredible performances and also, you know, what a great event this is hopes to be from from beginning to end yeah that's just sort of how i feel like just the fact that the the stage the stage in itself i think is going to be to me the biggest stage that mls has ever had to showcase its game and you know two years ago in toronto was pretty good if you remember that it was going to be thirty six thousand. it was the fact that toronto the city had come alive for soccer and it was an incredible atmosphere and the game was an absolute dud by and large there was one good moment in extra time in the Stephen penalty shootout. Fry. And Steph. so that's my big hope is that the game lives up, the play lives up to the stage, so to speak. Early the, goal, early the goal. The game itself yeah. really gets <laughs> things going. In the preparation for the game, I did want to, uh, I want to give you guys a gift, uh, both of you, uh, because we... Uh, this is really disconcerting, by the way. <laughs> we always... You never uh, know what's going to happen. Actually, <laughs> on uh, this show, we, we, I, I don't know if you ever heard us say that we're, we're the gulliest soccer podcast. So the, being someone who is very gully, is like uh, someone who's very tough. It's like a very New York. It's street. like a street thing. It's like you don't take no prisoners. You do what you do. If you yeah. have something on your mind, you say it. So oh, it's just yeah. like, sort of I respect that about it, New York. Yeah. It exudes <laughs> like toughness, right? So right. I got you guys shirts. Oh, uh, look at that. And uh, which one is this? This That's is the gulliest. This, it says the gulliest, so, and it has a Cooligans logo on it. And it has. And the fruit bowl that we bought for Dax McCarty on the bottom that he never thanked us for. <laughs> for his wedding. For his wedding. We got him a fruit bowl. We didn't, we've never met Dax, and we heard he got married after he got traded. And we found his registry online, so we sent him. It was one yeah. of 16, <laughs> but we couldn't afford all Is this the medium? Is this the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the extra small? Yeah. So my hope, and this, thank you guys. I don't, this know is this, great. I don't know if this is like bribery, but could be what, you know, you guys, you, you guys make jokes and you kind of in, include stuff in your broadcast. I don't know. Could the word gully try to work in gulliest? Into a broadcast, I, if one I will, player mushes another dude in the face. I mean, if Kevin Lasagna is a, you know, we did the lasagna can, puns. I've got a good friend of ours we'll that's see. been trying to get me to say shenanigans on air for like three weeks now. <laughs> She's been texting me like shenanigans, got to get it. So I will say, running the risk that no one knows what this word means, right. I will be willing to accept the challenge to at least try to find some sort of a way <laughs> okay. without getting fired. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Fireball offense. But I love having done what I'm I was. I'm going to have to make sure I urban dictionary and everything. Gully is also the name of the mascot. <laughs> actually, uh, as we've learned time and time again, do not go to do urban not dictionary. Do not go to urban dictionary at all. However no. much you think you should. Gully, Gully is also the name of the mascot for Brighton and Hove uh, Albion. So, so it's a, it's, like a goal. Sure. Right? That's, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a word in the lexicon that yeah. people are comfortable with. We used to do this when I hosted a weekly timber show. Whenever we'd have players on, they would have a word. The team had bet them. They had to find a way to get in. Stephen Keel once got all seven dwarfs into a radio interview. Wow, it's throughout the course impressive. of the thing I couldn't to even win name like the twenty dwarfs. So I think at this point, yes. that this sort Thinking, of a concept is not foreign sleepy. to me okay. in that regard. Yeah, it might, be, it might be fun, and it would it would make our fans. Do you want goalie or do you want Dax McCarty's fruit bowl? If you could do that, would be. <laughs> My mind. I would I would collapse. <laughs> I might save that for a Thursday night uh, next next year. Preseason, preseason game. Yeah, yeah. Put that in the McCarty for a ball. <laughs> yeah, Joseph Martinez, put that ball. That would be amazing. Uh, but you guys are the best, man. Thank you so yeah, much. No, Thank thanks. you for having us. We, we appreciate it. It was a fun time. We'll see you down there. I cannot wait, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not going to make it uh, to the game, uh, watch it on TV. You get a chance to listen to these two beautiful voices. 
On uh, mute. Yeah. What, <laughs> what time? It's at 830 p- Eastern. 730 p.m. K- uh, kickoff, I think, is 808. Kickoff is when we say it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in at 730 Eastern. It is actually true to an extent. Yeah. Steve Goff and Andy Doss can calm down. Yeah. 730 <laughs> Eastern. We've got a wonderful pregame. We've got Alexi. We've got Rob. We've got Moe Du. We've got all sorts of bells and whistles. Tons of player interviews. Katie with them. And her pregnant belly, it'll be good times. Awesome. All right. Uh, so, guys, we normally, I don't think you've, you've done the show when we've done the outro. I don't think this has happened. You did it last yes, time. I yes, I yeah. But you haven't. I have so, no, You've not been a part of the time outro. Or, this so, is my third appearance. I don't feel <laughs> that. It's so, my second of the year, I think. Yes. Yes. So, wh- whenever we uh, end the show, well, we just like yell cooligans. It'll all make sense. You'll know exactly what okay. it is. Follow Strongly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for Stu Holden and John Strong, my name is Christian Polanco. And my name is Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Yes! <laughs>